Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to Talking Wealth, the show where the Wealth Within team are on hand to teach you how to become a more confident, competent, and more importantly, profitable trader or investor. Wealth Within was voted number three for stock market podcasts globally in 2018, so I hope you enjoy listening. We cover topics from trading to investing, as well as wealth creation to ensure you can achieve your financial goals. Because as we always say, lifestyle matters. As a global leader in stock market education, you can fast track your journey towards financial freedom by studying with Wealth Within. If you'd like more information about our government accredited courses or to watch more analysis of the stocks in this podcast, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the market report videos under the Learning Center. Please note that the information in this podcast should not be considered personal financial advice. In the face of global uncertainty and heightened volatility, the All Ordinaries Index has shown resilience given that it has risen consistently from mid-August, gaining around 309 points or 4.78%. Hello and welcome to this week's Australian Stock Market Report. I'm Janine Cox, Senior Analyst at Wealth Within, and we're Australia's most trusted stock market educators. Before we move on, show your support for our channel and hit that subscribe button. And remember to click that bell on the right of it so that you keep up to date with our latest videos. Also remember to tune in to our live Australian Stock Market Show every Tuesday, 7 to 8 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. This is the show where you get to ask us, the stock market and trading experts, to look at your favourite stocks and answer all of your questions. This is a positive sign for investors, with many now optimistic about the outlook for the Australian economy and the share market as a whole, which is contrary to earlier in the year when speculators were forecasting doom and gloom. Despite the positive long-term outlook, I expect the market to pull back over the coming weeks into late October or early November. That said, I expect the pullback to be short-lived and nothing to be concerned about, so don't panic. Adhere to sound portfolio management strategies and you will be fine. While the economy has become more stable than earlier in the year and appears to be at a turning point, earlier this week Reserve Bank Governor Philip Lowy hinted at a further rate cut, which will be the third cut this year. Slow economic growth as a result of low domestic household spending and soft jobs data is concerning and is likely to be the main drivers for the rate cut. Despite this, Governor Lau's outlook remained positive for the long term with lower interest rates, tax cuts, a depreciating Australian dollar, higher infrastructure investment, stabilisation of the housing market and a brighter outlook for resources, being the main drivers for economic growth in the coming years. That said, the expected RBA rate cut may see the market rise slightly from here prior to the next decline, as any cut to interest rates will encourage more investors to increase their exposure to the share market in the hope of higher returns. Therefore, expect a false rise before the pullback I've been expecting unfolds. All of the sectors were in the red this week, except for real estate, which gained 0.86%. The telecommunications sector was hit the hardest, losing around 4%, while energy and materials dropped a little over 2%, and industrials fell around 1%. Financials were close to neutral and appeared to be a little more defensive than other sectors. The best performing stocks this week include Afterpay Touch Group, gaining almost 7.5% as the company provided an update on anti-money laundering and counter-terrorism to Austrac, which indicated they had not identified any concerning activity. Lend Lease Group and ResMed were also up around 4.5% and 3.2% respectively. 
There were some big losers this week with Worley Parsons and Whitehaven Coal down around 7.7%. CYBG and South 32 also lost more than 7%. That said, the fall on CYBG may be coming to an end as it is expected to complete its integration with Virgin Money in the coming weeks following the takeover last year. While a fall of this magnitude doesn't give investors much confidence in the stock, given it has been in decline since August 2018, this merger may provide the turning point for the stock. So what do we expect in the market? On Thursday, the All Ordinaries Index dropped below an important support level at 6,800 points to close for the week at 6,785.6 points. This is likely to be the start of the move down that I've been expecting to take the market below 6,400 points to possibly as low as 6,200 points in the next month. As the market takes a breather, it'll create opportunities to pick up quality blue chip shares at lower prices in the last quarter of 2019 in the energy, materials and financial sector, including BHP, Oil Search and Commonwealth Bank. Therefore, investors need to be patient and rather than trying to catch a falling knife, they need to wait for the next move to be confirmed before buying. The market is currently trading just below two important levels, including the all-time high of 6,958 points in July 2019, as well as the prior all-time high of 6,873.2 points set back in November 2007. Once the All Lords trades above the highest point later this year, it'll be in blue sky territory, which means further gains are likely in 2020 as the market accelerates higher. So what do I expect in the market moving forward? Well, let's get into the charts for our S&P 500 All Ordinaries Index update this week. We will also answer your questions and look at the stocks that you've chosen for me. Now let's get into the market. The chart that you'll see on your screen is the weekly chart of the All Ordinaries Index. You can see there that the close on Friday was actually around 6,824 points. Now this is only marginally below the open, but nonetheless it's still lower than last week's open. And it looks like we're starting to see the market head down into this low that we've been expecting. So this week I would expect on the market to see a week down, at least uh, half the week will be down heading towards that 6,700 point mark. And following that, we may see the market take a bit of a breather before it continues lower. Now it is possible for the market to come down temporarily and then start moving higher. But at this stage, uh, we're sticking with a more uh, bearish scenario for October and November. And then we expect to see the market pull up and rally into the end of the year. Now looking at the All Ordinaries Index, we've got a low down here, remember in August 2019. Now In all likelihood, the market may take out that low. If it doesn't, we could expect to see the market find support closer to this 6,600 point mark before resuming the move up. Now let's get into your questions. The first question we have is from Kang Ung, who says, Very good to see you, Janine. Thanks for the weekly report. What do you think of Goodman Group? I own the stocks, about 10% of my portfolio. I bought this stock on a high at $14. I think it'll be good to keep it in for a few years. Thank you for your help. Well, thanks very much for your question. It's a good one, Goodman Group. Uh, From the the real estate type stocks, the the REITs, and Goodman Group has been trending up beautifully over the long term. It's been one of the strongest stocks in the sector that we've seen. I'm just gonna switch over so that we can have a look at that. Now, on the chart um, that I bring up, you'll see the bigger picture is very interesting for this particular stock. We've got um, a 
a move up to around $16 there. You can see this was uh, a couple of months ago and it has been pulling back, which is nice to see because we'd like the stock to take a breather in preparation for the next rise. Now, what's interesting uh, most of all about this stock is that it traded to an all-time high at around $34 in the GFC. Notice how the decline that it experienced was quite significant. Now, you might think that this type of stock would be more defensive given that it pays good dividends, but because the property sector was um, the big question mark in the GFC, these type of stocks were sold down really heavily. Now, if I just show you the, the sort of degree of the sell-off here, and this is one of the examples about why even good stocks will be sold down significantly. So it almost went to zero from $34. Now, if you had a buy and hold strategy, this could decimate your portfolio hanging on to this type of share. And you'll see that a lot of sellers actually sold off the stock um, in around December 2007. That was the initial real rush to, to get out of the stock, even though a lot of the people in the know were already selling off the stock prior to that earlier in the year, up until August 2007. So the big rush occurred in December for the particular stock and then it continued all the way down. You can see some of these really strong moves and I'm just going to show you some of the percentage moves on this stock um, in a month. So 21%, that was in the month of June 2008. So they can be quite volatile, but note how the personality of the share has changed dramatically post the GFC. The thing with investors is often we'll, they'll decide that they're not going to buy a particular stock again and then miss out on runs that happen. So the, the, the advantage that a trader has is that they're taught the discipline when they've got the right education to actually make sure that they go back and have a look at it because you test the stocks, you test the theory of a particular set of rules and then you just wait for the best opportunities to be in and then get out when the rules trigger. Makes it so much simpler. Now, what you're saying that 10, around 10% 10 of your portfolio is this stock, that's not a bad uh, weighting to have a particular share because as Dale talks about, you want to have between eight and 12 shares typically in a portfolio. So 10% is fine. Um, you bought this stock at a high of $14. Now, the $14 level, I'm assuming that you picked this up in 2019. If it was a long time ago back here, in September 2008, say when it was trading at that level previously, then you would have been holding the stock for a long time and just receiving dividends when you could have had your funds in a stock that was performing much stronger. But if you did pick up this stock more recently, say in June 2019, then you might be um, sitting just in a slight profit now. Um, the key is to be able to manage the stock with a set of rules and you do that on the weekly chart. So looking at the stock, it's triggered a number of exit rules according to the rules that we set in the diploma course that you can access once you've actually signed up for the course and you get to module three. And uh, module three is what I call the speed hump. So very important module in the whole course to be able to get those rules understood and the application right and to back test them. So Goodman at the moment looks like it might be finding support around this 1330 mark, which is good to see. You can see the close so far for the month is up higher on the bar. So it's not in the low end of the range. I'm just going to expand that chart a bit so you can see it. So the bottom of the bar here was 1329. It's actually closing at 1405. So that's actually a positive sign and you can see the closes are reasonably close together. I'd expect the stock to start moving up a little bit in the short term, um, but there's still a risk that it could pull back uh, to the angle of the longer term trend. Now it's still looking nice in the short term and in the longer term. Looking at the next uh, question that we've had here, thanks very much guys for all these questions and ladies. Now the next question is from um, Gen 
Gansus22. I gather that's your your sign when you're, you're logging, you subscribe to our, our channel, who says, hi guys, what's your thoughts on GSW? You know, when you write these question in, questions in, please expand on your thoughts and, and you have done this for us, which is great. You've said that I'm still learning how to read daily charts and support and resistance. So it'd be great to see if I'm understanding it. Look, first of all, uh, really important not to be reading support and resistance off daily charts. So when you're looking at analysis, remember, after watching a lot of our recordings, you're always looking at the monthly chart first. This is why you need to get the education because you're on the wrong path if you're focusing on daily charts. The industry and a lot of the big players, they focus on daily charts because they're trading massive positions overnight often and not holding positions because of the cost of doing so. So this is totally different to what a trader such as yourself needs to be doing. And this is what you really need to get right as soon as possible. Now you bought at 70 and a half cents and have, have marked the resistance from um, 71 to 7.65 after that. It's a lot of room to move up to a $1.20 mark. Um, look, I'm just going to switch to the stock. GSW is the stock that you've actually asked us to look at. And um, it's called Get Swift Limited. Now this is extremely an extremely volatile share, as you can see from the chart. Not a share that a beginner would um, should be trading for a start. Not a buy and hold type stock, that's for sure. And also, um, even more experienced traders are not likely to pick up this type of stock just because it's you can do your dough really quickly. As you can see here, um, when it traded up really strongly in December 2017, it actually reversed um, in a few months after that. Now I'm going to just draw a line down to show you how quickly it fell. Now it was one month, it fell 40% and wiped out all of the prior gains. Now that can happen due to announcements or reports in the media about what the company's um, doing. With, maybe they've had a um, report which they do a couple of times a year to the market and the market didn't like the news. So this sort of thing is typical of what occurs for these small stocks because the liquidity is so low, it doesn't take much to move the share price. So um, looking at your resistance levels, I, I don't know where you're getting your, your 120 from. I'm not really sure about that. But look, I can see some really strong natural levels around this 60 cent mark. So that's probably causing the stock to reverse at the moment. And as you can see on the weekly chart, there's not a lot of data on the monthly chart. So let's have a quick look here. As you can see, the, the weekly um, close is actually down quite strongly on the bar. It's towards the bottom of the bar, indicating that the sellers have come in to take some profits. So now I'm not saying that this stock is not going to continue to rise. It could do, but you've got no trough underneath it to set a stop loss. So this is a real challenge with these types of stocks when you're trying to manage your risk. Now you've said here on the daily, it entered that resistance on 71 cents on the 16th. So I waited a day to see if it was going to trend to 71 again, and it did. Two confirmations breaking the first resistance. So I bought at 70 and a half cents, and now I've set my stop loss on 69 and a half, which is a previous resistance that was tested twice over the year. Okay, so what you're looking at is the daily chart, which really um, can be mind boggling for a new trader. Now, you know, trying to trade on this shorter time frame, it's very fast um, and often can confuse people. So remember, just when you're looking for support and resistance, look at the bigger picture time frame and make sure you get some greater understanding of what you need to do to be able to trade well for any stock, whether it's a stock that you've bought that's um, lower liquidity and you've just sort of put it in the portfolio and you're not sure what to do with it. 
best thing you can do is to just change what you're doing, change the way you're thinking about the share, um, set some really strong rules. Now, rules to just set a, um, a stop loss or to set an entry based on a share price are not necessarily the best way to go either. Thanks very much for that question. Okay, the next question that we have is from Alex Zolotar who says, Hi Janine, loving the show. What do you think of Westpac breaking through the weekly trend line? Would you go long or wait on a pullback to retest the support? Thank you. All right, thank you very much for that question and a nice big stock. Good to see people talking about stocks like Westpac. Now, haven't been popular over recent years because of what happened um, through the uh, Royal Commission and, and the banks um, doing the wrong thing, as we all found out about, but I don't want to talk about that too much. More about the technical side of the chart and how it's looking quite nice now. So my thoughts are that it's actually coming up to a bit of resistance there at around $31. So we may see it turn somewhere between 31, 30 and $31. Above that, we've got more resistance around the $34 mark. So looking good over the short to medium term for Westpac. It has been up for, uh, what's that, about four weeks now. And generally when a stock rises for that amount of time, it'll often pull back to test the support before it continues higher. So I'd just watch closely this week to see if it starts trading back above the last week's high. And if it does that, it could continue on to around the $31 mark before the pullback happens. But if it trades below last week's bar, then we could see a couple of weeks down on the stock. And remember that big stocks like this are going to influence the way the market unfolds because of their weighting in the whole market. Um, banks, BHP, Rio, FMG, the top 20 shares on the market can often tell you what's going to happen on the broader market if you can't, um, if you're not having difficulty understanding the, the All Ordinaries Index yourself. So looking at Westpac, I'd say a good dividend paying stock, good for most portfolios to underpin the performance in the short term, but still even these type of stocks need to be traded. And there are some really good rules that you can find to trade bank stocks, but you have to know how to backtest them and find them. Now remember, if you want us to look at a stock for you, simply leave your comments below. And as always, just hit that subscribe button down on the right of the screen so that we can continue to deliver these reports for you. If you haven't had a chance to make sure you get a copy of Dale's book, Accelerate Your Wealth, It's Your Money, Your Choice, find out how the trading rules he shares can improve your portfolio returns. Also, ask us about the free copy of Dale's first book, How to Beat the Managed Funds by 20%. You simply pay the postage. What's better than that? That's all from me for now. Good luck and good trading. Thanks for listening. This podcast is brought to you by Wealth Within, a global leader in stock market education. For more information on our courses or to listen to more Talking Wealth podcasts, head over to wealthwithin.com.au and click on the Talking Wealth podcast under the Learning Centre.